0: Shonda Donato. Welcome to One Blood Dialogue Podcast. Every Saturday as we continue to balance our lives, navigating through this earthly journey for the greater purpose for your health and humanity. One blood symbolizes humanity. We are all one. We have blood running through our veins with similar needs across all spectrum areas. People in general are planning the next before the first thing is enjoyed or complete. Our society is of people grabbing in a panic, reaching for something new, in hopes it will make them happier. Gratitude helps you to refocus instead of what you lack. Focusing on gratitude as a state of mental thought grows stronger with the use of the practice. This is what we're going to talk about today. Simple gratitude practices they're very simple. Doesn't cost any money. You you can put money to it, but it's so simplistic and yet so many of us just go on about our daily daily lives and we just use the word thank you in a cavalier way. But simple gratitude practices would be a write a thank you note or email a thank you note often every week who can i say thank you to who can i send an email of gratitude to another one every saturday once a week or so write about your blessings you know telling yourself the other day this and that happened and it was turned around and kind of dialogue to yourself the story of your blessings also <laughs> grateful for our years of life living here on this earth that in itself is a miracle to live the next year And the next year, having birthdays after birthdays, we need to be so grateful of our birthdays. Another thing is that we need to focus on is um, being just thankful for like basic things. Which, these are not basic things because in an emergency, if the world is in an emergency, these are things that people scrounge around for. I mean, become extremely helpless. Things you cannot live without. So you need to focus on what makes you grateful, basic things. Water. I'm so grateful for having water in my home. I'm so grateful for paying the water bill. I'm so grateful for my heater it is working and oh I'm so grateful for my AC working without my AC I will burn up in this house it would be 120 degrees I'm so grateful I'm so grateful for the warmth from the cold the snow outside my door the icicles that are hanging in midair. I'm so absolutely grateful for the meals I had today. You're grateful of today. Your new outfit. I'm so grateful for the new outfit that I'm able to wear this week. I'm so grateful for the gifts of my children that have given me so much love, so much joy, so much happiness, laughter, and just bliss. Children are gifts. So, so grateful for my friend. My friend is just, I need to reach out and tell her, thank you for being such a great friend towards me. Grateful for the ocean. The beautiful glycerine ocean that gives us beautiful sunsets and areas to play in and surf and swim and just sit on the beach and meditate. So grateful for that. Other things to be grateful for is the rain that cleans the earth because without rain, we wouldn't have a clean earth would not have fruits and vegetables and plants that we enjoy eating and looking at, flowers. Thank you for the rain. A boat ride, so grateful to be able to have this beautiful boat ride. Uh, A concert that we go to occasionally, be very grateful for that. These are things that at one point or another, Might not happen or might not come back to us in our lifetime. The compliments from your professor, you're taking a class and he compliments on your beautiful work. How grateful! Tell him thank you for your compliment for taking the time to point out this. So grateful for your health. Grateful for your health means everything. Do not take it for granted that you can see with your eyes. You can smell with your nose. You can listen with your ears. You can walk with your feet. You're able to sit down. You're able to feed yourself. Lots of things to be grateful for. And don't forget, Without our mind, we are nothing. We're so grateful to have our minds for our clarity, for quick thinking and understanding and communication. We have a lot of things to be thankful for. For years, I have uh, rented, tell you a little story, for years, I have rented out properties to at least 20 people. Of some properties that I manage, um, and out of the 20 people that have rented my properties, of course, there's been major complaints. Um, few and others just kind of just there living. They pay their monthly uh, rent, but only one, before leaving, left a note and a wine gift i was so surprised i was so taken back and felt so good that this person enjoyed my home that i spent many weeks painting and getting it ready for this family and they picked it up even though they paid their their rent They left a lovely card with a note inside and a beautiful wine gift was left uh, in my mailbox. The note said, listen to this, thank you for the chance and opportunity of living in your home. Now that's a true person with a deep practice of gratitude. I will read this note again because I will never forget this person. The note that was left after living in my place for a year, renting, the note said, Thank you for the chance and opportunity of living in your home. That is a true person with deep practice of gratitude. Some people would say, no need to say a thank you. Why? I pay every month. That should be enough. They got my money. All sorts of excuses. But this person, I can tell, has practiced the secret of gratitude. And it's just a giving lifestyle for this person. Gratefulness should be on your mind all the time. Special quote from Isop, a Greek storyteller, said, No act of kindness, no matter how small, is ever, ever, ever wasted. I'll say it again because it just something to really sit and ponder no act of kindness no act of kindness no matter how small no matter how small the kindness is you first you go first oh no you go first is ever 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 wasted one of my long contracts in education this is a story i would like to tell you one of my long contracts as you know i'm uh, i'm a teacher a professional teacher i've taught a lot of students into the thousand through the years one of my long contracts in education took me to an area where a large amount of refugee fa- refugee families Some from refugee camps in America after the fall of Little Saigon, also known as the Liberation of Saigon, moved to Garden Grove, California around the 80s and 90s. As I taught, not knowing this history at first, and when I got this job I had no idea of the type of families I would be teaching but I noticed one huge marker over and over and over again as I descended upon the campus every single day to meet the beautiful faces of the students. The families were so grateful for the teachings I would do every day for the children. Parents would all smile every morning with Thankful hearts daily for my guidance. They would be in the line early in the morning, 7.30, waiting with their children in hand, smiling and laughing in their languages and talking, never ever complaining about anything to me about what happened the day before or or anything doom and gloom. Amazing. So, families had little to nothing. These families, these refugee families that started their life in Garden Grove, had nothing, literally nothing. Some living in a home with seven to ten other people, also occupying garages. They turned the garages into homes for families, for living space. They had no car. majority of them walked stores, schools, and uh, they had no strollers. So they were always holding both children, sometimes on each hip, on each side, sometimes used a shopping cart for the baby and the child that they're going to pick up from school. So they use shopping carts for the elite strollers that most moms would have. Most of the families needed detailed care, and dental care especially. The teeth were obviously blackened, uh, rotten, and they needed a lot of medical care. But they were the happiest group of people around on the planet. So happy to this day I see the faces and hear the happiness in their voice as they drop their students off to me. During the holidays, I would get at least 30 gifts. If I had 30 students, I would get 30 gifts with notes of love from them sometimes homemade lunch. They would, lunches, they would come to me and say, what What would you like? What would you, what do you like? i tell them what I like. Uh, I always tell them I'm a vegetarian because I don't eat any meat. And they would go home. Next day, bring me this incredible lunch wrapped up in banana leaves and tied with a little tiny rope and uh, delicious. The gifts were handmade or imported from Vietnam. Every day I would go home to my two sons and be so thankful of what I had at work. Because of this, my heart was overfilled with thankfulness myself from my dear families that take the time, the energy, the energy, the effort, the effort to show me love and support with actions, words, deeds every single day. And around the holidays, like Christmas and um, Tet, is what they called it the day they would dance around the dragon, they just gave me gifts after gifts, and sometimes when there was no holidays, I would get gifts. There's a quote from famous Helen Keller, American author. She quoted, and she's born in Alabama, the best and most beautiful thing in the world cannot be seen or even touched. They must be felt with the heart. I will read that quote again from Helen Keller. Born in Alabama, the best and most beautiful thing in the world cannot be seen or even touched. They must be felt with the heart. Boy, was my heart felt very deeply deeply for the appreciation from my students. It was an am- amazing journey and I am very happy to share that story. How could a very poor population have little to nothing? A very poor, poor population have little to nothing and be so happy. What I noticed is that they all lived together. No one was in a house by themselves. And no one really was in a house with just two people. It was always a mom and a dad, a grandma, a grandpa, maybe the dad's brother and the wife and all their children. The Vietnamese had a hard life especially trying to make it to America. Some had to get into a small boat and swim to shore with small children on their shoulders. I know this to be a a fact. I've had many families tell me their their travels here to America and how they got here. I see that you need to be happy for the small things in life. And for triumphs. So, little things that happen, us, happen to us in the daytime, we just smooth over all the good, nice things that happen to us. And, but we need to be grateful for this. We need to call it out. We need to call it out loud and say it. We need to say, today, I just started my podcast. Lucky me. I worked hard at it. Or today, I am going to the Most Beautiful Christmas Concert. Or today, I got a phone call from my best friend. Those are things we we need to focus on, positive things, so that you can be grateful. And the more you keep calling it out, saying it, tell it, practice it daily, it becomes natural. We become happier. I see this in people's lives. The more they have, I see the other side. The more they live their lives, the more they have, the more they want. We get messages through media, through just seeing things, to shopping at the mall, to, you know, we want more, we want more, we want more, that's why our closets are filled. We don't know where to put the extra pair of shoes anymore, our garages are packed to the gills. We love to golf, we've got two and three and four different golf sets, we've got four or five pairs of golf shoes, we've got all kind of different types of color, golf pants and shirts. We get something and we want more of it. It's just the way our society is. Some very, very rich people are very unhappy. Don't think that you know money will give you happiness temporarily. But some rich people are very, 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 very unhappy in life. How could this be? First, they are more isolated because it seems like the more money you make, the more you tuck your way behind gated communities, the higher you go up into the mountains that you live on top of the hill, the more security you have, uh, the less friends you let into your life for maybe not trusting a lot of people, so you become more isolated and more isolated and more isolated, sitting in your home or your mansion with very expensive things to look at. And so it's the high status that makes us want to isolate ourselves. And for some reason, wealth seems to make us also less generous. So you're not about the people, not around the people or doing ordinary things where you continue to develop that passion unless you catch yourself and you volunteer a lot and you're more rooted and grounded. I think the richer uh, the social life is, and I'm referring to my students and their families in the story um, earlier, the the more richer your social life is, the happier we, we are likely to be uh, full of gratefulness and generosity. You know, in uh, the very rich, their social life gets smaller and smaller and smaller for other reasons. So, on this note, on being very um, grateful. It's a lesson well learned. Try it. It's very easy to fall out of practice. But today, try it. So now we are coming to an end. I'm Shonda Donato. One Blood Dialogue Podcast. Coming to you every Saturday designed to help you live your best life to look at things with balance for a greater purpose for your health for your wholeness for your happiness forever